0: love talk radio you are now listening to clns radio your source for all things basketball you cannot stop this guy this guy is unbelievable right now and with the way he's playing he's played an outstanding brand of basketball you're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing what are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? You're fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not brought in hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit, the guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Ambition, 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 He did a dream, a dream, though what's harder to live Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. He did a dream, a dream, that was harder to live. In. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition, ambition. Welcome on into episode 114. I was wrong. I was wrong, I'll no admit it. I was wrong on this one. Uh, the Golden State Warriors came out and beat the San Antonio Spurs last night. 112-101 to in Golden State to win their 70th game of the season. Yes, 70 wins for the Golden State Warriors. Now 70-9. In their first 79 ball games, they have won 70 games. Unbelievable stuff there by the Golden State Warriors. Episode 114 on CLNS Radio and the Hoopers Log on the Seat Geek Studios. My name is Simo Buckets here. If you'd like to call in, the phone number is 323 642 1558. Yes, our show is at 3 p.m. Eastern as of now, live. If you're listening to the iTunes, uh, if you're listening to the iTunes uh, iPod, or, or excuse me, the, uh, the podcast, uh, and you're not you're not listening live? Don't call in because if you do, you'll call into a blank uh, a blank call-in line. Uh, if you call into the live edition, though, I will get you on the air and we'll talk about this Golden State Warriors San Antonio Spurs ball game that happened last night on TNT. Clearly, story of the night in the NBA as the Golden State Warriors win their 70th game of the year. And interesting enough, that finally the team, the Golden State Warriors, are finally recognizing that this is a very, very, very rare event. Of what they're doing, winning 70 games in a regular season is beyond bonkers. Uh, they now hold uh, full court, home court advantage in the NBA playoffs going forward in the East, in the Western Conference, in the NBA Finals. They are the full blown. As we all knew, this was going to happen. You know, for the last month or so, they are the full blown number one seed in the NBA heading forward, going into the postseason, which will begin. A little more than a week from now. Obviously, Saturday, uh, Saturday, eight days from now, on the 16th of April, that is when the postseason will begin, and the Warriors will hold home court all the way through the postseason, and they get it done against the San Antonio Spurs last night, 112-101. to Other news in the world of sports, uh, you know us white people got to eat with this golf news. Uh, the Masters, round two starting today. Jordan Speed, as of right now, as we speak, minus six overall. Uh, and uh, through six holes in round two, um, so he's uh, he is 24 holes in, and he is minus six. He is two, he is four up on the second place guy and Danny Lee. Also Scott Piercy, all so- Soren, uh, Klengen. I don't know his, how you say his name. Uh, and then Sergio Garcia and Justin Rose are all uh, four shots back. Uh, midway, just a little, little less, little more than uh, halfway through. We're a little less than halfway through the second round. It's beautiful there in the uh, in uh, Augusta, Georgia, as they play the Masters, uh, the Super Bowl of golf. Um, 68 degrees there right now in the Pacific Northwest. It's about 70 degrees clear, and the most perfect of a day you could ever ask for here in the Pacific Northwest, where I'm doing the show from here on April 8th, 2016. Again, we got about five, six days to go in the regular season in the NBA. Um, you know, also you know some other big news going on in the NBA as well, when it comes to uh, the Golden Golden State Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs, um, both these teams are kind of in an interesting circumstance right now. The the Spurs have clearly wrapped up the two-seed in the NBA uh, Western Conference. The Golden State Warriors have wrapped up the one-seed. And now both teams are talking about potentially resting their guys down the stretch. Clearly tonight the Spurs are going to be resting their players against the Nuggets. It's already been announced. Um, And the Golden State Warriors are in a weird predicament where they've clinched the number one seed, yet they still have three games to go to potentially break the all-time regular season record. But they still have to play, they still have to play the Grizzlies, they still have to put the Spurs in San Antonio, and then obviously the Warriors will go and play the Grizzlies one final time to potentially break the record, but they still have to win three in a row. And Interestingly enough, finally, I'm seeing the conversation being spread about the potential MVP race in the NBA, about people not saying uh, Steph Curry is necessarily unanimous anymore. Maybe there should be a co-MVP. And I agree. Look, if you're going to create a co-MVP this year, it needs to be between Draymond Green and Steph Curry. Look, I love both these guys. I mean, I don't really like – I don't really love Steph Curry. I've never been a Steph Curry fan. But Draymond Green is a guy that clearly needs to deserve recognition when it comes to the MVP candidacy. Look, this guy – is the heart and soul of this basketball team. He got a technical foul early in the game yesterday, really getting emotional in this game, truly showing that this team wanted to get the record last night. I'm going to describe how the game went last night a little bit more here in a little bit. We're going to recap what happened last night and go throughout what happened in the world of the NBA. Kevin Hart, let's get it started, baby. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. There were five games in the NBA last night on a Tuesday. Some interesting notes going on here in the NBA, obviously, as the playoff seedings are going to probably be figured out this weekend. And heading down the stretch at the end of next week, we obviously have historic week in the NBA, an historic potential week brewing for the NBA next week, no matter what happens. It's going to probably be the Golden State Warriors trying to go for 73 wins and the final home game for Kobe Bryant next Wednesday. We'll give you our eulogy of Kobe Bryant's career. Um, and uh, celebrate his career the way it should be uh, next Wednesday, prior to his final game. We'll, we'll talk about that in depth on Wednesday, but that will be coming up around the corner next week. We'll get into that more often as time moves on. Also, the uh, the Golden State Warriors potentially getting their 73rd win of the year. That we'll definitely talk about that on Thursday if they get it done. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. All obviously and all shows starting next week on Monday will be in the afternoon, nighttime on the East Coast. Finally, doing nighttime shows. On the East Coast, getting it done for you so that you can listen in and call into the show on a more regular basis. Uh, five games in the NBA last night. Atlanta Hawks beat the, beat the Toronto Raptors, 95 to 87. They win their 47th game of the year. Now 47 and 32, the Raptors, 52 and 26. It's looking like the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to wrap up that portion of the Eastern Conference. They can wrap it up tonight. 56 and 23 of the Raptors are the Cleveland Cavs, and 52 and 26 are the Toronto Raptors. They're three and a half games back of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, and obviously, Indiana, Detroit, and Chicago, and Washington Wizards, they're all still fighting for two spots in the Eastern Conferences. Charlotte, Miami, Boston, Atlanta, Toronto are all fighting to go further up in the seedings. Obviously, Toronto looks like they've wrapped up the two-seed. Atlanta, uh, they are they are one game, a half game up on the Boston Celtics and a half game up on the Miami Heat and, and one and a half games up on Charlotte. So that that three through six is still to be determined with the final three games to go in the regular season. And obviously – Indiana and Detroit are just trying to get into the postseason, and it looks like tonight could be their opportunity. As last night, the Miami Heat knocked off the Bulls, 106 to 98, a big, big loss for the Bulls, as you know, now, 39 and 40, and the D- Detroit Pistons are now 42 and 37, with three games up on these teams with three games to go, all Detroit needs to do tonight is knock off Washington, and Indiana just needs to get a victory uh, tonight as well. And the playoff uh, teams will be set in the Eastern Conference. The seedings will take a while to figure out, but but that'll that'll go down to the stretch run. But the exact teams that should be in the postseason could be determined tonight in Detroit as Detroit plays the Washington Wizards. We'll break that game down a little bit later when we recap or preview uh, this weekend's games and games to watch for the weekend. But that was a huge Huge loss for the Bulls last night. They dropped to the 39-40. and 40. Now three games back of a playoff spot with three games to go. They have to play flawless and get all the help they possibly can to even sniff a, a hope and a chance at the postseason. But it, it's looking like it's going to be Detroit and Indiana getting in in the bottom spots in the Eastern Conference. Suns beat the Rockets last night. Another huge loss for the Rockets as they're now one-and-a-half games back of Utah in that final spot. Utah still at 39 and 40, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Utah Jazz are 39-39. Houston Rockets are 38-41. They are a game and a half up on Houston with about three games to go. Um, it is, uh, it is again, Houston needs to play well, and they need a lot of help to go for to go far and hopefully get that eighth spot. They could still do it. They have a chance. Utah's got a lot of lot of games in front of them that are really tough to come down the stretch. Look, Utah's games down the stretch are no easy clip. They play the Clippers. Uh, they play the Clippers tonight uh in utah so if they win that game that's a big big chance for them um but another thing you have to look at as well they play the clippers which again it is a tough game because clippers are a top four seed in the west no debate they're a potential championship contending team if they do they play at denver they should win that game but then they play versus dallas who's also trying to get into the postseason they haven't clinched anything yet as well and then you got then you got the you got the you got the caveat game the final game of kobe bryant's career on wednesday in los angeles That is going to be a distraction-filled game, and if Utah needs to win that ball game with all of the distractions hovering around L.A., with Kobe Bryant trying to win his final game of his career, or at least try and put a stamp on it and, and, and everything going on with what's going on there in the pregame and all that kind of stuff, you're looking at a potential circumstance where the Utah Jazz could walk into that game if the Houston Rockets put on the pressure and they're only a half game back, a game back or even tied for a potential eight spot. You're talking about a lot of pressure on Utah in a game where a lot of the country is going to be watching, not just for the fact that Utah is, is playing against Kobe Bryant in this final game, but for the fact that Utah needs to win that game. And the fact that I, I don't know how, I don't know how that game is going to play out if that's the case. I think Utah is going to, is going to clinch earlier than that, especially if over the next couple of days, they knock off Los Angeles tonight and they knock off Denver on Sunday I think they have a chance of doing it, but they need to do it early because if they don't, that game in Los Angeles is going to be one of the toughest games, I think, for them because I think the Los Angeles Lakers are going to do a lot and all that they can to try and get Kobe Bryant his final win of his career. So that's a huge, huge circumstance there in the NBA and the Western Conference. I think Utah will knock him off earlier than we think but who knows it's the crazy world of professional sports. Uh Timberwolves beat the Kings last night 105 to 97. Gorgy Ding another double double, 18 points, 13 rebounds, good game for him. As they get it done there. Uh again, you, both teams out of it. They're not going to go anywhere this year. Their their seasons are uh, essentially done. Uh and then obviously game of the night. Warriors beat the Spurs as I just mentioned 112 to 101. Warriors when their 70th game of the season locking up one the one seed in the Western Conference and throughout the NBA as the playoffs begin about 8 days from today. Um Again, 112 to 101, and let me be honest. I watched this game last night between the Warriors and Spurs, and the Warriors winning the game 112 to 101. I wasn't shocked. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. I turned the game off at halftime, not from the standpoint we could have a chance to come back and win, but when you watch the second quarter, look, the first quarter was outstanding. Uh, Golden State was up 20 to 15 going into the first, or going to the second. Both teams playing pretty good, solid defense. Uh, both teams doing what they could to try and get the game under their under their power under their control it was an outstanding first quarter i'm not going to deny the fact that we were down 5 going into the going into the second quarter but that was when you saw in the second quarter both teams really amped it up on offense and really what it turned into was golden state and i know this is very easy to say and very cliche and i know anybody could say this but it's it's just the matter of the beast golden state's shots just went in and i know that i know the spurs were right there behind them only scoring scoring 25 points and the warriors scoring 32 but the, the San Antonio Spurs had many, many a jump shots that were open. And, I mean, you know, Patty Mills had about two or three jumpers I could, I could list off the top of my head that were wide open. LaMarcus Aldridge had a couple of easy baby bunnies in the lane. Tim Duncan missed some easy layups in, inside. Uh, Danny Green missed a couple of threes that he should have made. Um, the field goal percentage in the second quarter was dreadful for the San Antonio Spurs. I don't have the stats in front of me, but when I watched that second quarter and I watched how the Spurs were playing, they were operating fine. Golden State was operating fine. Both teams were operating at a high clip on the offensive side of the ball. The problem was the San Antonio Spurs had better quality shots open for them, and the difference was, was Golden State knocked theirs down. San Antonio did. And that's, that's really when I started watching that game I saw the intensity of the Spurs drop dramatically. They gave up 32 points in the second quarter. I saw their intensity drop dramatically, not because they were missing shots. They were still playing solid basketball, solid quality, you know, getting into their half court sets, playing their offense, doing what they wanted to do. The difference was, was Golden State, when they came down and they needed a bucket, they got it. And every single time San Antonio came down and they needed a bucket, they missed. And even when they were open on wide open baskets, they found ways to miss the shots. And, And that's, well, oh, unfortunately, as simple as it sounds, that was the deciding factor in this ballgame. Look, I know San Antonio cut the lead to 11 and, and even uh, single digits at one point in the fourth quarter. But overall, when you watch that second quarter and you saw how the Spurs were playing, they were playing fine. The ball just wasn't going in the hoop. And that I don't care how good of a team you are and how how, you know, how much veteran savvy you have. If the ball's not going in the hoop it really makes that much harder to come back, especially against a team like the Golden State Warriors, where especially as you watched in the second quarter, they were up by 15 at one point in the second quarter. I mean, almost 20, I think, at one point. And it wasn't because they were dominating the Spurs. Both teams were playing at a high clip. And again, if, this, if the Spurs' easy baskets would have just gone in and, it, and they would have capitalized on what they should have done, this would have been a tie game going into the half and would have been a whole different story. And as you saw in the second half, the Spurs and Warriors pretty much played even the rest of the way in the second half, but that's, that's how the, these games are going to go. It's going to be decided either early or it's going to be decided late on who's going to make the big run and who's going to make the error. The Spurs made the errors last night, not the errors from the standpoint of turning the ball over, but from the standpoint of not putting the ball in the hoop when they had open opportunities. Every time the Warriors had an open opportunity in the second quarter, it felt like the ball was going in the basket that was the difference between this ball game that was why the spurs lost and that was why the golden state warriors really just dominated this ball game through and through and that was because it wasn't because the spurs were uh, you know didn't play well it just wasn't their night from the standpoint of having the ball go in the hoop from the standpoint of uh, executing from the standpoint of playing well and the standpoint of of hanging in there against against let's just be honest a top 5 team all time in the golden state warriors and how that they've been playing and if they break the record and potentially the greatest team of all time you know, the Spurs played very well and played with them. The ball just didn't go in the hoop. I mean, they shot 40, 44, 45% from the field. They didn't shoot bad, but it's the first half field goal percentage that you watched that you saw, okay, the Spurs are just not making their baskets. They're not. Now, you got to give a little bit of credit to the Golden State Warriors defense for that, but at the same time, the Spurs, whenever they had an open basket, they just missed. It, it's just that simple. And when you watch this ball game last night, It turned into, like, especially me as a Spurs fan, I was sitting there like, yes, we're doing everything we need to do to stay in this ball game. We're just not making shots. And and it got to a point where midway through the second quarter, as I saw these open shots missing and you see the trend of the game going and every time Golden State came down and they had an open shot, they'd make it, they'd run in transition, shoot a three, and they made it. It was just turning into, okay, this isn't our night. You know, it kind of crept in the back of your mind, like, especially as a Spurs fan, you're like, okay, this just isn't our night. This is – this is one of the greatest teams of all time. They're capitalizing when they need to. They're making the shots when they need to. When they're open, they're making their shots. They're doing everything a good team is going to do. And that's not to give the Spurs an excuse. They lost this game. We got our butts kicked. We got our butts handed to us. We were not the better team. I won't ever deny that. We got beat. We flat out got beat. We didn't take advantage of opportunities when we were open. We missed open jumpers when we, when we were giving good looks to the rim. And uh, whenever we had an easy basket to the hoop, we just found ways to not make our shots. Did we just we flat out struggled in the second quarter. I know we scored 25 points. That's nothing to sneeze at, but when you give up 32, and it's not it's not like it was a you know a bad defensive showing in the second quarter. We just kind of eased up a little bit. They did too, but for some reason our shots didn't go in. Theirs did, and uh, that's all that needs to be said about this ball game. Warriors they beat us 112 to 101. I'm not going to sit here and shake my head and put up excuses. We lost. I mean realistically, if the balls would have gone in. In the second quarter, like I mentioned multiple times from Patty Mills, uh, Kawhi Leonard open jumpers. Uh, granted, Kawhi Leonard shot well from the field last night, 8-12. But Danny Green missed some open jumpers in the, third, in the second quarter. Patty Mills missed some easy shots. LaMarcus Aldridge missed a couple of baby jump hooks. D- Tim Duncan missed a layup in the second quarter. Those little things, that they would have just gone in, or at least half of those would have gone in, it would have been a way different ball game going into the half. And it probably would have been like a four-point, two-point lead for Golden State, or maybe even a small lead for San Antonio, or even a tie going into the half. That changes the entire perspective of the ball game going into the second half. That it does. It just flat out does. And unfortunately that didn't happen and we didn't make our shots and we lost. And you got to give credit to the Warriors. Again, they took advantage. They got it done on a night where the Spurs they just in the first half their shots just weren't going in. You got to give credit to the Warriors for taking advantage of a bad shooting night for the Spurs in the first half and finding a way to just eke out a victory and get it done. And don't get me wrong. I said this on social media during the game in the first half. This, gold, this Golden State Warrior team still does not look like the team from November all the way through February. They don't. They don't look like the team in the first four months of the season. They don't look like anything like that. They still got the victory. 70-9 and nine is no joke. It's. I mean, Draymond Green said it best in a post-game interview yesterday or even this morning or whatever he said it. He said, Look, we should not be taking this for granted as a Golden State Warrior because he understands that this effort throughout the season that they put forth is one of the greatest efforts we've ever seen in NBA history. Period. Basketball history, you name it. Seventy and nine is flat out ridiculous, stupid, insanity greatness that we're seeing from the Golden State Warriors. And you gotta tip your hat to them. I mean, and as a Spurs fan, I'm a diehard Spurs fan, I tip my hat to them all day. Seventy and nine I never thought I'd see this as a fan of the game, you know, in this era of, you know, the way the game, the more athletic, there's so many athletic players in the NBA these days, so many good teams overall. I mean, I know the NBA has been the same it's been for almost 30 years where there's like three or four good teams in the NBA and the rest are kind of average or below average, but I never would have thought I'd see the day where we'd see another team win 70 games in a season, especially after winning an NBA championship the year before it is a, it is quite the treat to say that I've seen a team win 70 games. And even though I don't like this team, per se, and the Golden State Warriors and the way that they represent themselves, you have to respect the fact that they have done it. And they have done it in a way that is, quite frankly, one of the most impressive ways we've ever seen a team win 70 games. And they still have a chance with three games to go. They still have a chance to break the all-time record in a regular season of getting 73 games. Will they do it? They talked about it today. Steve Kerr talked about it a little bit today about how they potentially could start resting their players, uh, and he's going to have a team meeting with them and see what they're going to do and see where they're going to go forward from here. Obviously, they played Memphis twice and the Spurs one more time in San Antonio. And to be honest, I think it, it, is a conund- it is a a real conundrum now. Look, three games to go in the regular season. You have everything wrapped up. You have won 70 games. What else more do you need to prove outside of winning three games in a row and breaking the record? Look, in a perfect world, this team would could have would have and could have broken the record by now. They could have, really. The, 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 the nine losses they had this year, I would say six or seven of those nine losses, they could have they won those games. They really could have. I mean, the Nuggets game they lost. Obviously, Minnesota, the last game they played. Boston was tough, but they got beat in that game. They also got beat in the Minnesota game. So seven of their nine losses this year, they beat themselves. Uh, I would say six of their nine losses this year, they beat themselves. So you could easily say that half of those games that they didn't beat themselves, they'd have 73 right now. They would 73 and five or 73 and, and six would be their record right now. They would have already broken the record. I guarantee you they would have rested their players and it would be no debate. One of the greatest season and in, in, it would be the greatest regular season in NBA history. But now they have to prove if they want to do it, that they have to finish out strong and get it done to be considered as the greatest team in NBA history. Now, the debate could be if they rest their players and they lose a game down the stretch here in the final three games between between the Memphis, you know, against Memphis or against San Antonio down the stretch is, you know, they rest their players, they could have done it, they could have broken it. Well, that's, I wouldn't necessarily go that far and say that it's a guarantee. This is professional basketball, professional sports. Any team can win on any given night, and with what the Warriors have done, you have to applaud them, you have to give them their grace, but it is a conundrum now, a real one. They have everything wrapped up. From the standpoint of what they wanted to do to get back to the postseason, they've done all that they needed to do to do what they want to do. Now all they're doing is chasing history. That's the only thing that they're chasing. But is it worth it? You know, three games to go, 48 minutes in three games, you know, 48 minutes, you know, that's that's almost 150 minutes, 144 minutes left, uh, you know, in the season. You know, in those 144 minutes, someone could get hurt. You know, what if, what if Steph Curry twists an ankle? What if Draymond Green goes down hard and, and lands on his shoulder? What if, what if Clay Thompson twists an ankle or someone whacks his shooting arm or someone whacks his shoulder? Or, you know, what if someone takes out Draymond Green on a screen? What if someone gut punches Draymond Green and he's out for a week? You know, I mean, something like that could happen. You know, it leaves that opportunity open, you know, and it could happen either way, even if they rest players. It could still happen. But when you talk about this Golden State Warriors team – when they, they won last night, you know, now they have everything wrapped up and all they're doing is chasing history. Is it really worth sacrificing to try and win an NBA title? I think it is. I think it's definitely worth doing. Kobe Bryant said the other night, we talked about it yesterday, and I think it's worth doing. And I think it definitely didn't need to do it from the standpoint of it would definitely generate ratings automatically if they went undefeated the rest of the season, three games to go. And what's ironic, and this is funny, so... I don't want to like obviously bring up the past and what happened last year, but what's funny is is everyone remembers how the Golden State Warriors started off this season 24 and 0, and they finished last season. Remember, last season in 2014-2015, they won four games in a row to finish the season, and then they started off the season 24 and 0, and they lost their game against Milwaukee to go 24 and 1, and they were 28 and 0 overall in that 28 game span. Unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable record by them to win 28 in a row, but four of those were to end the season at four, four games in a row. What's funny is now, ever since they lost to Minnesota, they've had to go four and0 to break the record. Isn't it, isn't it funny how the symmetry works, how last year they, needed to, they, they, just, they just won four in a row to go to 67 and 15. Now they need to go 4 and0 to well, they didn't need to go 4 and0 last year, but they, could, they need to go 4 and0 now to break the all-time record in the regular season. Isn't that funny? I just I was looking at that last night after the Spurs game, and I was like, man, they went 4-0 last year to finish the season, and then they started off the season 24-0 last year. So, this year. So it's just it's just really ironic to see that. But anyway, the point is, is they're in a true conundrum of needing to figure things out, and if they want to chase history, they, they've got to play their players, and if not, they've got to do some serious managing during games to see what they want to do if they want to get it. I think when Steve Kerr has that meeting with the Golden State Warrior, with the rest of that team, and he says, look, guys, we're at 70 and nine. We've done everything we need to do this year. We're not playing for anything else other than to break the Bulls' record. And 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 after last night, they're only the second team in NBA history to win 70 games. So, either way, if they finish out the season resting their players and they finish 71 and 11, 70 and 12, or 72 and and 10, or even if they break the record, eh, if they break the record, obviously it's different. Obviously, if they tie the record, it's different. But if they follow two games short or a game short, you know, of the record they're still going to be the second greatest team of all time in the regular season. So is it really worth those three games for a potential chance of getting someone hurt or getting someone injured, even a key player off the bench? Look, and it's not just the starting rotation that you can worry about. Look, Sean Livingston has had history of injuries in the past. Maurice Spates has had injuries in the past. you had guys in the past on this Golden State team who have been hurt off the bench. You don't want your unit to be hurt at all going into the postseason. You don't want any of that at all. And so – I mean, it becomes a real conundrum. And I think what's going to happen is, and this is my just take on who the, who's going to get it done, I think the Golden State Warriors go for it. I, I think they go for this record. If they, if they lose a game within the next couple of games, I, I think that's when you start to say, put your hands up, don't go for it. Because if they lose over the weekend against, against, uh, against the Memphis Grizzlies, I think it's a legit chance, and I think it's a legit thing to say, don't go for it, don't do it. I, I think they will. I think they'll, I think they'll drop the idea and they'll just, they'll just start resting their players the final two games. If they lose over the weekend, if they lose to the Spurs, that final game they're not going to try. So, And it makes sense to tie the record. Why would, you need to, why would you need to even come close to the record? Why would you need to tie it? There's no point in tying it at that point. Because then it comes down to interpretation, and there's no point. Because at the end of the day, people who won't change their mind about Michael Jordan and the Bulls won't change their mind about the Warriors, and it, it, it'll just be a debate forever, which is fine, especially if the Warriors win the championship this year. It'll, that'll be fine. But they still won't be the greatest regular season team ever because the Bulls proved what they did with MJ. So it's just, it would be left for interpretation. Now, if they win all three and they win the championship, no debate. Best team of all time. But they still got to finish 3-0. and And if they don't and if they lose one of these three games, then it's left for interpretation. And that's when you can make the debate all forever, forever. So these three games, I think they're going to sit there and they're going to go for it. Just that's I have a hunch of that. 73-9 and nine is a, I'm telling you, that is, a, that is a mark that we'll probably never see again, to be honest, in the NBA. Because 82 games, people, look, just think about it. 82 games in a season from the end of, the end of October all the way until mid-April. You play, this, you play this game at a professional high level pretty much every single night. I'd say 95 to 90% of games that you play throughout the season are at a very high level there's going to be those nights where clearly teams aren't in it or there's teams or there's games where, you know, like at the end of the season where teams are resting players or whatnot, but most of the time it's, it's 90% very high level basketball. And it's such a long stretch of the year that seeing what the Warriors have done. If, I, again, I'm not the biggest, I'm not a Warriors fan at all. I'm a Spurs fan. What I'm seeing from the Spurs is flat out unbelievable 65 and 13 us losing last night. Does not, does not take away from the fact of how great my Spurs team is. I am, so beyond excited and happy for my team. I mean, they still have a chance to win 68 games this year. I mean, that's just flat-out ridiculous. I mean, I, I mean, I, the Warriors last year won 67 games. That was amazing. And, and a couple years ago, obviously, the, uh, the Miami Heat, I think they won 68 or 67 games. Just flat-out ridiculousness. The Spurs could be on that same route, and, and I'm more than happy about it. And we're playing a team right now who could potentially be the greatest team of all time. And, and we lost to them last night. I mean, as a Spurs fan, I don't know how you can't be excited for your team. And as a Warriors fan, I mean, it's just – this is a dream. Both these teams are living a dream right now. I mean, as a Spurs fan, I, I can't complain. You can't. If you're a Spurs fan and you complain, you got, you got something more wrong with you than you think because that's – they're the Yankees of basketball, flat out. The Spurs are the Yankees of basketball right now. They just are. And as a Warriors fan, look, I'm telling you, ride this out, man ride this out. This is uh, as much as I don't like the Warriors, I have to respect them. It's kind of like Brett Favre. I'm a Vikings fan watching Brett Favre play for the uh, Packers as long as I did. I hated Brett Favre, man. I hated him, but you know what? I respected him. And it's getting to the, and it's to the point, not getting. It is to the point now where I respect what the Warriors have done. And I respect the the perspective that they're showing away from the basketball court now as they talk to the media and as they represent themselves and as they They know that this is special and they know that this is a, this is a mark that we're probably never going to see again ever. And for them to take it this way and go this route, I don't like them. I hate them, but guess what? I respect the hell out of them. And what they're doing is is flat out amazing and impressive Uh, from a historical perspective, from a, from a, from a professional perspective, from a basketball purist perspective, they truly are turning into one of the, if not the greatest team of all time. We have 10 games in the NBA tonight on a Friday Definitely a lot of games not worth mentioning. Nets and Hornets, no one cares. Heat and Magic, no one cares. Knicks and 76ers, no one cares. Bucks and Celtics, uh, Celtics obviously trying to win. Heat trying to win. Hornets trying to win so they can get into that better ranking. Look, this is a huge game. Wizards and Pistons, big time game tonight. 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Big, big, big game for the Pistons tonight. They win. They're in. They lose, it opens the door for, for, for the, the Bulls and the Wizards. The Wizards need a lot of help, but they can help themselves tonight if they get a victory over the Pistons. They, they need a lot, a lot of help. But the Pistons win, they're in the postseason, they get in, it doesn't matter what seed they are, they could potentially pass the Pacers tonight. If they get a victory, if the Pacers lose, then the Pacers don't help themselves out. Pacers play the Raptors tonight, that's another big game for the Pacers. They get a victory, they're in. The Raptors have really nothing to play for uh, down the stretch. And if the Pacers win, the Cavs get the one seed and the, and the Pacers get into the postseason. So a lot at stake from the standpoint of seedings and postseason berths and whatnot between the Pacers and Raptors for the, for the Pacers and then Pistons and Wizards. Obviously, that's a big one, as you know, as the Pistons, if they win, they're in. If the Pacers and Pistons win tonight, the Eastern Conference playoff teams will be ready to go. Now, we won't know the seedings yet, but we will know after those games. Lakers and Pelicans one of the four final games in Kobe Bryant's career going to New Orleans tonight. Um, Again, if you can catch that, do so. We only get to see Kobe four more games, and we'll talk about him more on Wednesday, obviously, before his final game. Grizzlies and Mavericks, again, uh, more of a seeding perspective. The Mavericks, they need to win this game so they can clinch a playoff spot. Um, And if the Grizzlies beat them, again, it opens up the door for a team like Houston to potentially slip on in there and get the Mavericks out. But it looks like the Mavericks are going to get into the postseason. They just need to win that game. They probably will. Nuggets and Spurs. Spurs are resting their players. I mean, I think that if the Nuggets win, who cares? If the Spurs win, who cares? It doesn't matter. Spurs are just trying to cover some games now and cover some time, get their bench ready for the postseason. And Clippers and Jazz. This is a big game. Clippers and Jazz is a big game from the perspective of you got the Clippers, and the, Jazz, the Clippers, first of all, they've won their 50th game. They, don't really, they really aren't playing for anything. But the Jazz need to win this game to keep, them, keep the Houston Rockets off their back. The Rockets don't play tonight. The Jazz need to win their 40th game of the year tonight to really solidify the fact that they're ready to get into the postseason and ready to play as an eighth seed. Are they going to beat the Warriors? Absolutely not. But if they get into the postseason, take that step as an organization to get into the postseason, make those, make those runs, get a game in maybe against the Warriors, that will prove to them that they are ready to go for the next couple of years. And they will prove to us as people who predicted them to get into the postseason that they really are taking that monumental step to move forward as an organization. Those are your 10 games in the NBA tonight. Again, not a lot of games to t- pay attention to. I'd say pay attention to that Wizards-Pistons game, obviously. pacers Raptors. I'd pay attention to that one. Grizzlies and Mavs, not so much, but definitely keep an eye on it. And then Clippers and Jazz for the, rest, for the night game to really check out and see what's going to happen in that one. Uh, and then on Saturday, obviously, the national TV game on ABC, uh, you have Cavaliers and Bulls, big-time game there. Obviously, the game on ESPN that everyone's going to be watching from the historical perspective is Warriors and Grizzlies. I think everyone's going to want to hope – hopefully, everyone wants to see the, the Warriors break the record. Uh, but the Grizzlies could put a halt to that if they have, if they have something else to say about it. It's, a, it's the second game of a back-to-back for the Grizzlies, so it could be tough for them to get it done. But if they beat the Warriors, the Warriors' record, will go down and there's no way they're going to, there's no way they're going to, they're going to break the record of the bulls. So that's going to be a big one on Saturday, obviously warriors and grizzlies watch that one. Cavaliers bulls. Also uh, that could be the final game for the bulls to have a chance of getting into the postseason with their 80th game playing on that one. Suns and Pelicans, no one cares Celtics, Hawks that's more of a seating battle there uh, on Saturday, Timberwolves and trailblazers. Trailblazers are more just trying to move on up into seedings and thunder and Kings. Again, that one doesn't really matter anymore as well. Uh, Sunday games, um, Hornets-Wizards, again, the Wizards could be eliminated from the postseason at that point. Lakers-Rockets, again, Kobe Bryant, uh, second, third to last game of his career. Um, Rockets trying to get into the postseason. That has multiple perspectives from it uh, in a big-time game for that one. Uh, I would watch that one if I was you from the standpoint of watching Kobe and from the standpoint of watching the Rockets try and get into the postseason. Mavericks-Clippers, that's just a seeding battle there. Bucks and 76ers, again, that game doesn't matter at all unless you want to watch futility. And you know, the 76ers lose their 70th game of the year. They could potentially do that since they play tonight or they play uh, Saturday. Uh, Jazz Nuggets, again, eh. Jazz just need to get a victory so they can stay afloat and try and clinch a playoff spot before they play Kobe in his final game. Nets and Pacers, Magic and Heat, again, uh, big one there. And then uh, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, I should say, Wizard- Warriors and Spurs. I think I'm going to tune into this one from the standpoint of, look, the Warriors and Spurs. The Spurs are trying to go undefeated at home. Uh, I, I want to see that from that perspective. This will be one of the Spurs, one of their final two games at home. If they can get it done and go undefeated at home, it would be one of the, it would be the greatest home team, home team, in NBA history in the San Antonio Spurs of this season. So hopefully they can get it done there and beat the beat the Warriors. If not, well then they'll go 39 and one and they'll have lost one game at home. So that that could potentially happen, but we'll see what happens on Sunday with the Warriors and Spurs, Raptors and Knicks. No one cares obviously, as that game moves forward. So those are your games previewed for the weekend here on the Hooper's Log. If you'd like to call in and talk about it, the phone number is 323-642-1558. Again, we're starting our night shows next week. On episode 115 for next week, we are starting our night shows. We will get it going for you here on the Hooper's Log. I'm more than excited to start doing shows for you around 7.30 p.m. Eastern uh, or 8 p.m. Eastern. One of the two, whatever time I get off work, I'll start doing shows, and we'll get it going here on the Hoopers. I'm so excited to say that we're finally going to have some shows at a regular time where we have more of a live audience band base. If you're listening to the Apple iTunes, I know you're more than jazzed to be like, finally, I can listen to this guy live, and I can call in and give my take. That's what I've been wanting, and that's what I've been wanting to get to. Um, We're more than likely going to announce the beginning of our website as well, and we're going to get back to our YouTube channel. We've been busy Andrew's been gone. I've been busy doing life stuff. I'm getting my new job started on Monday. Who knows where that's going to take me, but hopefully it takes me to the right place and it all works out for me and my personal life today. Absolutely perfection day outside right now in the Pacific Northwest. We're going to be heading to Seattle. We're going to go watch the, uh, the Mariners home opener. I haven't missed a home opener in two years. I went in 2014. I went last year and I'm going to go this year as well with the girlfriend should be a fun time as we, uh, as we go to Seattle and enjoy the sunshine and enjoy the Seattle Mariners as they open it up at Safeco Field for the 15th, I believe, 16th straight season in Seattle, in, in Safeco Field at least since the opening in 1999. So um, that's, that's your show for today on the Hoopers Log again next week. Uh, this is Friday, April 8th. Episode 114 is in the books. Episode 115 for monday april 11th will be at 7 30 p.m east uh, eastern time 4 30 p.m pacific here on the hoopers log through stealing Radio in the sea geek studios my name is Simo Bucket, and that is your episode for today here on the show so um again i will see you guys all on uh on monday in the afternoon andrew norris should be back we'll have some big time uh Big time uh, announcements to make. Hopefully, Jonathan Wagner can jump on in. We'll have other guests. We'll have some people on board. We'll talk about what happened over the weekend. There should be a lot of basketball things that happen over this weekend and a lot of craziness that ensues. Obviously, Kobe Bryant's final week in the NBA uh, is next week. Uh, you know, really is this week, but his final couple of games are next week. We'll talk about those games. We'll break down in depth how it's going to go and what it's going to look like. We'll give Kobe Bryant his career eulogy and and give them all that on Wednesday. Tuesday will be more of a slower-paced uh, afternoon show. Um, but obviously, afternoon shows start next weekend. Wow, 114 episodes in, huh? 115 starting on Monday. We'll get to it, and we'll get it all going for you here on the Log. My name is Simo Buckets. Thank you again for listening, everybody. Check out other shows on CLNS Radio, and uh, check out my guy, Nick Gelso as he talks about uh, whatever. Uh, I believe a lot of it's about culinary stuff. Uh, and chef stuff that, you know, food making and all that kind of stuff. Check him out, man. I'm telling you, it's good stuff here, New C L N S programming. Thank you again for listening, everybody. Thank you for everybody who listened to the I- Apple iTunes podcast. I appreciate it, and I think that that is our show for today. Obviously, you hear the outro. Thank you again, everybody. Enjoy the basketball. Get outside and enjoy some sunshine, man. We're finally doing it. The vampires are outside. Let's get it going. All right, everybody, thank you again for listening. Have a good one, and enjoy your weekend.